0: Day listeners and viewers, welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio Program. Glad that you've decided to join us today. My name is Jonathan, and I've got Stephen Cervantes here today. So, how are you? I'm he's, he's madly <laughs> scribbling away over here. I'm preparing for class today. I mean, if you got this guy with a pen and paper in his hands, he's never stopping. He's always he's always doing something, but. Um, well Stephen, you know, in in this ministry, we've been doing for many many years uh helping helping men. That was kind of our original focus right. was really helping guys and p- specifically helping guys who were entangled in all kinds of sexual brokenness, whether that be sexual addiction or pornography or any number of things. And you know, these guys are looking to us for help. And wouldn't you say that most of the guys when they when they when they start coming to us for help, they they have a a clear idea of what they think they need? Uh, fixed. Yeah. You know, it's like, listen, I've I'm man, I'm addicted to pornography, or I'm having all these affairs, or I'm going to massage parlors, I'm doing and so in their mind, it's like that's what needs to be solved. Let me just right. stop doing these things that are really negative. But I think what our conversation is gonna be about today is maybe helping these guys and and the people who love them know what is the actual goal what is the actual thing that needs to be addressed? Because uh, it's not it. it's not those symptomatic behavior issues that are mm-hmm. going on, right? There's something right. much deeper than that. So can you kind of tell us where maybe we're going to be going today in this conversation? So uh,
1: the goal, I think, um see, how do I say it? <clears throat> is oneness. It's bonding. It's connecting. So I, I, I hope you say it this way the addiction and the addiction cycle and terms are sitting on one level, right? And if you get a guy to not act out and be caught up and escaping and fantasy and whatever he's doing, and you just put all that behavior in check, then you see the other program underneath it. And originally we assume when you when a guy stops one behavior he will immediately start bonding and connecting and growing a great union but we quickly learned is he does not automatic yeah, yeah and he doesn't have those skills if he had great skills he would have been bonding and connecting to protect himself mm-hmm. but because he only knows how to live disconnected you need something else that's more satisfying and distracting because you live around someone, but you're not growing, you're not connecting, you're not bonding. And so the connection, this is where I've arrived at, the connection protects a man from being stupid. Mm. The better you're connected to your God and to your spouse or to your brothers or even to your children, the, the less you want to be stupid.
0: Yeah. It's like that. It's like those connections and you know you could say those connections form community, right? We have a common unity. We have this relationship that we're connected to. There's something about how that pulls you out of yourself yeah. into a different kind of perspective, right? That's right. I mean if you think about the natural order in which God created things, right? You have you go from childhood and then when you transition into adulthood the natural order of things then there is this pairing of marriage okay and then out of marriage there is children and so if you just look at the natural order what is the progression that's going on there more connections more intimate connection
1: because yes but i was i was going to say there are people that are married and yet they do stupid
0: Right, no, I'm. I'm I, we're going to talk about that, okay. but I'm just saying, if you look at God's design, okay. okay, from the very beginning, says, think about this amazing statement that God made, in a perfect, sinless, intimate relationship with the first man, Adam. It was God who said, "You're in a state that's not good for you." Think about that. Yeah, God had a relationship with Adam, but He said, "You're alone." Yeah, there was something about a human connection that was necessary. So God from the very beginning in his design said, you are not meant to live disconnected from other people. So even even when guys try to privatize their recovery, say, oh, just me and God, right? Yeah. God's the one that says that's not a good state to be in. Mm. Just you and me is not how I designed you. We need other people too. Yes. So. Yes. So. Yeah. And then, obviously, sin. There's all this brokenness, and that's what we're going to be talking about. But, but even in God's design, there was a natural order in which I want you to be growing more and more into relationship, into connection. Yes. Through, yes. Through marriage, through so kids, and, and, all that. and
1: so my statement was, our relationships. You know, I, I, you would think marriage would protect you when you got married. But it's it's the connection to the other person that protects you. And yeah, I so. mean, it doesn't mean you're not going to do anything stupid ever. I'm not saying that. But the more closely bonded you are to someone, you don't want to let them down. You don't want to hurt them. You don't right. want to break the friendship or, or mess up the union.
0: And maybe we need to break down these terms when we say connection and bonding. Because as you're saying that, the thing that comes to my mind is... It's not merely any kind of connection because, I mean, I can quote unquote connect with the clerk at the grocery store. Yeah, right? Yeah. It has to be something about the level of knowledge that another person has of me and I have of them that as that connecting seems to go deeper and deeper, Yeah. that's what maybe forms that safety of saying, you know what, because this person knows me and they're sticking with me and, they're w- and I yeah. know them, I don't want to go do something that's going to harm that, that's going to be stupid and right. harm me or harm them. And we've
1: created this sacred union and we're vulnerable to each other. So it's... N- uh, I'm not trying to dismiss a spiritual principle here. Right, I'm right. just trying to provide an insight that just the marriage won't protect, just because you have a certificate or a right. license, or you said I do. There are people that live very distant and detached in their unions, right? Mm-hmm. And my point is, the more you're connected, probably the healthier you are. And and you're right, it's better language, it's vulnerability, It's greater awareness. The closer you fight to tighten the bond with your spouse, you create this oneness oneness thing that God put there. Mm -hmm. It it ends up protecting us, right? Because God is one. He's about oneness, right? He's not about division. He's about oneness, and we're in Christ, and Christ is in the Father, and we're all one, he said. Mm -hmm. So there's this oneness thing that is... If we walk in that space we're we're in power and strength,
0: yeah, and there's not uh you know if if you think about what what all of our distractions cause you know mm-hmm. th- these things where we are not connecting, we're disconnected um all they do they just create more confusion, they mm. create a whole lot more things like anxiety, depression, all kinds of other you know emotional mental disorders that we can have, and so I think um Man, this really is central because if you think about it, when you when you understand that concept of oneness, yes. and you are you know like you said, we're Christ is in us, we're in Him. He's in the Father. He He gave us that picture in marriage that we are to be one. Yeah, there is a there is a there is an intended sense of safety in that. Like I'm mm. not I'm not. I'm not having to carry everything on my own. I'm not having to think through everything on my own. I don't have to. I don't have to be my own savior, my own solution. Right. There is a great sense of, you know, just like relief when you realize, oh, I am designed for that type of community.
1: It's good. And so, where does it all go wrong? (laughs) Connecting is the most important goal of your life. Work on connecting, growing, bonding. Well, lots of people live together, but they they just live in the same space, right? He's watching TV in one room and she's in the other room watching TV. And it's like there's an opportunity for dialogue, for learning, for growth, for sharing. And we're living divided lives. And and so remember, we thought originally if a guy stops using any acting out sexual inappropriate behavior, he'd immediately go home and he would turn all that energy on his wife. But what we learned is he doesn't know how to connect well. He never did learn that, and it's not very satisfying to live alone. So you find some distraction, even when you have the potential for great union and oneness right there, if you don't have the skills or the vision. So then you have to ask yourself, where do we practice and learn and see this great connection? And so I'm going to ask a few questions here, maybe a little self-test, and I'll answer them and you answer them. Were
0: your parents close? Well, see, defining close can be difficult. Um, You know, I I would say my parents were were close in the sense that they were committed. They were, you know, they were on the same page about so many things. I wouldn't necessarily say that I remember um, seeing tons of physical affection you know, uh, so
1: so were your parents emotionally close? That was good. You helped me clarify that because, yeah, we could wash the dishes side by side, or we could. Yeah, and there the was house. no discord oh. in their
0: com- conversation or anything like that. You know, but but I don't know if I ever remember. I don't, and again, some of this could be my memory. Sure, sure, <laughs> not necessarily the truth, but um I don't necessarily remember like seeing them cuddled on the couch, or you know and And keep in mind, I think part of it is because the generation in which they were raised right. had this mindset of parenting of hey, when kids get to a certain age like teenager or whatever there is a there is a stoicism that is valued yeah. this idea of oh we we don't cross certain lines publicly in the sense of how we display affection or how we do those kind of things so
1: right okay D- okay, so my parents were a team. But I wouldn't say they were close. They lived in two different worlds. Not in the
0: sense of the emotional bondedness that we may be talking about here. Right, right. And I'm saying yeah.
1: I did not see that in my parents. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm on this mission. Yeah. You know, I'm looking for something. And so, you know what? Can I just pause there for a yeah. second?
0: Because um, I, I want us to point out the the reality that in the work that we've been doing for a long, long time— um, the the picture that we're trying to describe here of emotional bondedness is actually very rare. So I want the listeners to know, listen, this is not about trying to evoke any kind of shame mm-hmm. or guilt because of the environment you may have grown up in. And you're saying, yeah, my, man, my, you know, because we've seen this at workshops a lot of times, right? Guys immediately want to start defending their parents yes. because they're actually good people. Right, they weren't, you know, abusive, or they weren't, and and yet, what we're trying to talk about here is not about the goodness or the badness, yeah, of your parents. Good. It's yeah. about like let's talk about emotional bondedness. Were they?
1: So we loved our parents, right? I love my parents. Did you love your parents? I love my yeah, parents. It's not yeah. about love, right? But and we honor our parents. Do you honor your parents? Absolutely. And I yeah. honor my parents. But I'm, I'm talking about being honest. We're adults and we're being honest we're not trashing anybody right. we're talking about emotional closeness, and our parents are our trainers and and we watch them and you know in in brain science now we're learning. Our brains literally copy our parents' brains. Mm. When a brain is forming, it is literally learning from another brain. So that's kind of important because yeah. that's where our training came from. So, so we honor our parents. This is not a, but we're adults and we can be honest. And, and I've had many conversations with my mother, my father's past. I tried to have them with my father, but he was a very closed man. So, did your parents talk and solve problems? I think so. Uh, now, so, here's the th- here's the here's what I would say on that. Yeah. The
0: one thing I would say on that is there was a line at which they would take certain conversations into another room. Uh, In other words, I didn't get to see the full spectrum of talking things through. When there might have been discord or disharmony or whatever, and again yeah. that's that generational thing yeah. of like oh you never you never argue in front of the kids kind of a thing huh. my, my wife and I both grew up in homes like that, and guess what blew up when we got married, <laughs> like what is wrong with us because we're we're arguing all the time <laughs> so we were doing something wrong, you know it's
1: like <laughs> so but did you see your parents talk? through and solve the differences they they presented to each other
0: i can't necessarily remember that no
1: yeah see i don't remember they would solve a problem do we need oranges or apples right yeah they would solve that problem but did they talk about their differences and what mother's needs were what father's needs were and did they talk at that deeper level did did they have a level of respect for each other
0: Absolutely, yeah. Respect was very high, a very high value in my home, and so that was all v- very much displayed between my parents.
1: Yeah, I would say that too. I think my my father and mother would have some conflict, but respect means you don't trash the other person. Yeah, you don't drag somebody lose through the mud, control. Yeah. Do, do you think your dad enjoyed your mother?
0: I do. I don't know if he necessarily always knew how to express that. Uh, in other words, my memory is giving me a sense that my dad really did enjoy my mother. Just because the way he took care of her, I could tell. Uh, I, I I can't necessarily say, let me point to example X, Y, and Z of specific moments in which I really saw. You know what I mean? In other words, I, I think...
1: But he laughed with her. They were like kids together. They played. Somehow there was joy shared in their little union. I don't know if my parents
0: were ever kids. but <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think, uh, yeah, so that's a different um, angle.
1: Right, because I didn't see my dad enjoy my mother. Mm. I saw my dad criticize my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, and critique things and tell her what was wrong with this. And and then he was sort of quiet. He wouldn't say much, and then he would say criticism. Then he wouldn't say much, and then he would tell her that this should have been done that way. So I saw my father critique and criticize my mother. I know my mother, my dad loved my mother. Yeah. But I didn't see him with the ability to emotionally make the connection well with her. Yeah. I mean, one guy who doesn't know what he's doing with one woman who doesn't know what she's doing. And we're trying to figure out life. And And who's ever done this before? You ever had kids this age before? Right, you ever yeah, been no. this age before? No, we don't know what we're doing. Nobody and, knows what they're doing. And I
0: think that's an important point to make. Sometimes with all of the quote-unquote self-help material that's out there, yeah, it's really important. Even as we're talking here, listeners, I want you to realize, you know, we're opening up about our histories and our past and everything um, but here's the thing. There is no such thing as um like an experience, an emotional wellness transplant. In other words, everything that you've experienced, all of the wisdom that you've gained, mm. um, even the the ignorance that you still have about the you can't transplant that into me. Right. Now you can share your experience of raising your kids and and, and, yeah. and going through terrible, difficult things like cancer and death and these types. Ta- but I can't, that, that cannot be translated into me in the sense of like, oh, I totally have experienced that. Does that make sense? Yes, but and so, so what's the point? So it the point be. is we need to re- recognize that all of us carry this sense of we're on an individual journey. Yes. Now, we're meant to do that in community, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, as much as you may want to share all of your incredible wisdom, insights of parenting, I'm going to still make my own decisions that are good or way or whatever, you know?
1: So did your parents have pet names? And did they smile at each other and cut up and act silly?
0: Well, I will say this, and you've you've known me for a long time, and I think this has carried on into my own Uh, family – that laughter is a high value uh, in my, That's good and and so there was now there wasn't um one thing that I will say that I really appreciated about my parents when it came to laughter It was not laughter at the expense of a family member Ooh, that's good. it was we love to laugh together yeah. um there were there were pet names um my dad was the, the king of, of nicknames. My friends growing up would, would always kind of roll their eyes and joke, be like, every time I see your dad, he gives me a different middle name. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so there was so, some of that in their personalities. Yeah. So I
1: didn't see my dad call my, my mom by a nickname or a pet name or mm. a fun name. Do you have an, uh, a pet name for your wife or a nickname? Do you cut up with your wife like that?
0: I don't, we cut up. I don't know if I necessarily have – she's got some nicknames for me. But uh, we have some – we definitely have some ways we call each other. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's fun. And and there's a specialness in that. There's like a magic in, in playing with each other and using pet names. And, and you've heard like Sugar and and Sweetie and – And a pumpkin, or, you know, what kind of names have you heard as pet names that people?
0: We had deer, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, But, but I, it's funny because in, in our, in my marriage, um, we grew up, you know, um, Actually kind of on the tail end, we were in college when, when Seinfeld was big, you mm-hmm. know, so so much of our little pet stuff yeah. is connected to Seinfeld. So what do you call each other? Smoopy something like <laughs> That's that. That's great. You know? Or actually literally I have as, as Elaine's ringtone on my phone. Yeah. There's a scene in Seinfeld where uh Jerry says, Oh Elaine <laughs> and I capture that. So when she calls me I just says, Oh Elaine, oh Elaine
1: <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> um uh, did one try to make the other laugh
0: i don't know if i mean again we love to laugh but that's an interesting question i, I i'm not necessarily i can't necessarily think of anything like yeah because
1: that. i don't think my dad laughed much or tried to make mom laugh and uh i think everybody tried to stay calm and live below Sometimes my dad could get mad when he was younger. He had, he would get upset in the room. Don't upset dad, you know. Uh, were your mom and dad, did you find them looking for each other? And, you know, to be pursued is an important thing. And And this is a principle that I would like to pause a moment and teach, is we all want to be pursued. I want to know when... I've been looking for you. Oh, there you are. I've been trying to find you. I need you. We want to be pursued. Everybody wants that. And
0: I and here I want to say this to the guys out there, because I think there might be some guys that are going, I don't know about that, because they think of it maybe only in like a romantic sense. Mm. But here's the thing. Guys, let me tell you, tell me how it makes you feel when you walk in any room and somebody spots you and says, hey, it's good to see yeah. I tell you, you like that. Right. You absolutely. like that. When, when yeah. somebody comes across the room because they recognize you or they, they spot you, you like that. Now, so we need to be able to kind of break that outside of just a single, like, oh, I want to be pursued romantically. Well, maybe, you know, that, that may be true, but every single one of us loves to be spotted.
1: And if you, if you look for me, right, mm-hmm. and you call my name and you so, show joy towards me or you enjoy me. Right? That's like a kid thing. Oh, yeah. And, and yet Can Johnny come out and
0: play? Yeah. You know, that good. kind of a thing, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. Somebody's looking for you. Somebody wants to recognize you and enjoy you and be your friend. And so did you see that your dad went looking for your mom and enjoyed her? Did, did your mom or dad come looking for you to pour into you and invest and enjoy you? Mm. Are you looking for and pursuing your wife? I had a guy tell me, uh, I made some changes because, you know, I messed up and I'm doing better now. And now I text my wife and I call her and we have a prayer room and I leave her a note in the prayer room. I'm thinking about her. I'm pursuing her. That's awesome. You know, yeah. and I think, wow, that woman has to know some guy's looking for her. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants her. Isn't That's a fabulous thing. And that's a piece of the connecting process. Right. It doesn't just happen. We have to move towards, we have to use our language, we have to use our smile, we have to go find our spouse, Mm. and there's something about that 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 is a part of the connecting. That's good. So, did they have their own special language where they would talk a certain way or cut up a certain way? Well, they did,
0: but it was because of the U.S. military, (laughs) the U.S. Army, (laughs)
1: Yes. What was that, that?
0: Everything in the army is some kind of acronym, oh. so they could literally carry on a conversation with each other, just talking in some of those acronyms. And my <laughs> sister and I are like, I don't know what they're talking about. So I don't know if that counts as a special language. <laughs> uh,
1: so I have to tell you a little insight about myself. Uh, we're Hispanic. We move into this neighborhood, and there's no Hispanics around us. There's the Berries and the McCulloughs. And the kings and all these folks all around us, right? So my mother doesn't speak Spanish. So five kids, nobody speaks Spanish. We're Hispanic. It's an embarrassing story. Sorry. But <laughs> my mother said I didn't want you to have an accent. I didn't want the neighbors to think we were talking about them when we were yelling at you, you know, <laughs> or something. So um, so when my parents wanted to talk, they spoke Spanish. And we had no idea what they were saying. And this is the sad story of regret in my life. And, you know, I'm going to trauma treatment training because I've got this issue. Okay. If you saw good interactions between your parents and you watched them and you participate, then you learned good connecting because they're your trainers. But if they yelled and they fought and they were distant and they got mad and they pulled away or they put up a wall or they used sarcasm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I love the list, actually, that we have just gone through of kind of this <clears throat> this test, so to speak, mm. of asking, were these things happening? Because I think that already gives us a framework of like, okay, what does healthy connecting look like? Mm. What are some of these oh, things? Oh, that's good. So, in fact, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and include these in the show notes because I think oh. it's a good launch pad for saying – are these things going on in your relationship? Oh, as far fabulous. as like, hey, do you have pet names? Do you pursue one another? Are you, are you, are you close? You know, I mean, because this right here, I think, gives a good framework for starting to to say, well, what does connecting look like? Because that's what we found out with a lot of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Is as we're trying to help men, and we realize, okay, if we pull pull away, pull out the pornography, pull out these bad behaviors. In other words, get strong boundaries in, and you're not doing those things anymore. Well, then, when we would get angry phone calls from wives six months later saying, "What did you do to my husband?" because he's not any better, if anything, he's worse. <laughs> right. And we'd say, "Well, what's he doing?" And well, he's not looking at porn. Not doing. Oh my goodness, there's something else. Then a lot of times the guys would say, "Okay, if if it's about like connecting and emotionally bonding, what does that look like?" Oh. And I think here is a is a beginning of a picture. Yeah. Okay. That's what good. does that look like? Are you pursuing? Are you are you learning to? Have your thoughts pointed towards her? Are you, are you enjoying her? Are yes. you laughing with her? Yes. Are, you, are you inviting her into and hard spaces in your life? Go
1: to find her and sit with her and make her laugh, right? Yeah. So either you're developing a good connection, which ultimately will serve you very well, or you're surviving, you're coping, you're managing, and you're just getting by. And I am the son of a man who did not talk very much. She was very private. He was a mystery. The five kids sit around and go, I wonder what dad was thinking. Because he never told us. Mm. And so you can be a mystery or you could be on a mission. And our mission and our calling is about oneness. Right? We are called to be one. One people. There's one baptism, right? There's one faith. There's one church. Oneness is everywhere, right? And the life of Christ calls us to enter in this fabulous possibility of connecting and bonding and oneness, which protects us but is also a mission for us. Mm -hmm. Because remember, you have a choice. You will live coping, surviving, managing, and getting by or you'll practice oneness, yeah. which is the call of your life.
0: Well, I think, uh, I just want to say, I think God has, has uh, even used your life as an mm-hmm. example that if you were raised and kind of programmed in a broken emotional way, yeah. that there's hope uh, for, because um, let's just say this, Stephen, I would not put you in the category of someone who doesn't talk. <laughs> and I praise God for that because it's like so so the good news actually for our listeners is man by God's grace and his power the the mold can be broken like there can be there can good. be a transformation so no matter what the history was even yeah. even for those of us who had good parents that loved each other whatever the the history is uh of brokenness because it's all broken in some way there can be change. Like there can Absolutely. be a growth mission that says, okay, if connection is, if connecting is the goal, yes. then no matter what my history has been in terms of what I learned and what I was trained in, I can do better. There can be something new. Yeah, I can so.
1: grow. Right. That's full of possibility. Yeah. And I say, I honor my father mm-hmm. for the sacrifice and the hard work. And I mean, he could have been a flake, he was an honorable man. He just didn't talk much, yeah. And so I honor everything he gave me. I'm half his genes, right, and half mom, you know. So I hope you 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 didn't hear any dishonor, but I I, I hope you heard honest
0: dialogue. Yeah, and listeners, we do hope that this was an encouraging uh, conversation for you to listen in on. Yes, um, maybe it even prompted you about some things that you need to look at in your own history and maybe work through. Um, we love to come alongside you in that and helping you work through those things. So please reach out to us for help. Uh, you can go to our website at puresexradio.com or connect with us on Twitter at Pure Sex Radio. But we're glad you've been with us and we look forward to yes. seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. God bless. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.